We talk about what? I'll do. I'll do the. So I'll do the Mike. The Mike Z edited yeah. out. <laughs> oh, you didn't even hear. Or we change your mind. Now you did. And people in the comments too, they'll put like. Uh, the sure one person did. Yeah, yeah. They're they're glad, like, yeah. Props to the uh, to yeah. the defiant. The non-editor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's hear it. This is gonna be good. Let's make it weird already. <laughs> okay, so. It's not important where I was, but I'll mention where I was. It was a full moon Vedic fire ceremony, and it was really cool. This woman does it in San Anselmo. And um, so at one point, um, this guy came, and he's the woman who organized said, oh, this is so-and-so, and he's, oh, Sharon, he's moved to where I live, the same town that I live, and I casually, being me, said, oh, yeah, yeah, you should call me. I know a whole bunch of stuff that's going on there, right? Okay. And then I get a, I'll leave that, there's been a couple of texts back and forth, but I, I get, the last text was, yeah, I'd love to go for a glass of wine or dinner or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh-oh, he's not, mm. okay. <laughs> So he's actually I, a guy. <laughs> but no, I guy. thought I made it clear I was married, married, happily married. <laughs> I didn't mean to stumble <laughs> over my mouth. <laughs> 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 little did you know that's a big part of his thrill factor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're married. Oh, yeah. Not gave him too permission. clingy. Yeah, you won't be clingy. Good. We're in this for the, we're in this for the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how? So okay, so I've taken the ballless approach, ballless? Um, the ballless approach, and just not answered because I didn't, couldn't no. think of a his text. You we didn't reply that, to his text. I that, didn't reply to the last text. Us youngsters call that ghosting. I yeah. did ghosting. Yeah. I did ghosting, and um, and I feel like a shit ghosting. I don't feel. Yeah. I feel like there might be a better way, but then I feel like an asshole. Oh yeah. Um, say, say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Saying, oh, maybe you got the wrong idea. So, is there another way? Okay, go back. Just do this. You met and you said something. On what basis you did you tell him to me. contact you? Like, I mean, but something I, about well, stuff I was going gonna, on. I was actually even going to mention Paul and uh. things that have gone. I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff because he just moved to Mill Valley. And um, I was like, somehow in contact, it makes sense to, to me. But I, I realized I could be a little overly friend. What did you yeah. call me? Sharing. Completely loose. I think would have been friends. I was. Yeah, following. but in a in a in a non in a completely platonic way. Right. So, right. So I but maybe um you know so I don't know. I don't know how to. I, I don't feel it's honest to ghost somebody, but I feel like it's an asshole move to go. Well, I don't normally have wine with people because I'm married. You know, like I can't think of a way to do that with. And he may not have even been thinking right. of that too. Right. Right. That's well, you can just say that. That I don't want to make a presumption that you're suggesting. Uh, something illicit or whatever, whatever word you want to use. <laughs> that, that already sounds. Not illicit, but I, you, excuse me, I don't. <laughs> that you're suggesting. I don't know if you're suggesting anything else, but I just need to make sure you know. Uh, remember, I'm married. And, okay. And if that's yeah. clear about that, and that's you fine think, for so him. So if you got that text, yeah. 
Would so you he just said, be like, could, oh, that's cool. We could have, yes. how about, so just, again, yeah. uh, maybe we could have coffee or wine, or was it wine and dinner, or wine or dinner? Not that it's crucial, but wine was definitely mentioned, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And we could get together. To, yeah, okay. So I would say Mike's answer makes the most sense because... Illicit? Well, no, no. I'm, okay. I don't know. The, I like that The word. spirit of what he said. Yeah. Because yeah. It, will, it will either... He, he wants what we all think he wants, and then he'll just be like, oh, okay, she ain't going for it, right? And then... Ghost me. Ghost you. <laughs> or if he actually, maybe he's a little socially awkward, and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe wine is too much. No, I really just... I'm new, and I got another spiritual person that I met. That, and so I think his version, you'll actually get an answer out. The third alternative fucked up thing would be if you say I'm married and then he still keeps pursuing. As oh, Keith yeah, said, yeah. that's then it's then you will have to okay, like then yeah, it's a ghost. problem. I don't because after the ghost it being is, a problem. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just I ju- I, that's it's worst in that case scenario. gray area. Yeah. yeah. You could also express it as something like I just want to be really clear that I'm yeah. uh, envision a platonic yeah. connection. You could even use the word platonic. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to say that I'm not interested in in other words, say what you're yeah. Uh, yeah. that define platonic. And just as I, I want to be, yeah. just, I just want to <laughs> be clear yeah. that, I, that my context is platonic. <laughs> I just want to be clear that my context is platonic. That would, for me, do three it. times. No, I, 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 say one, let me say it one more time. I only said it three times because I'm trying to get the right. Three separate texts. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Bing. Platonic. And he'd come back and say, in other words, platonic, right? <laughs> Could I didn't you get envision writing this quote? Not in your case, but can you? I was going to say to a woman. I mean, it's not that you, you know, it's, it's going to be awkward no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think your that. instinct. I think your instinct to to address it in this way, one way or the other, along the, is, is very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And ghosting, excuse me. Ghosting just doesn't feel. Yeah. Yeah, he's put out, it has integrity. Look, he's put yeah, out there. You're not following through on your own original yeah, authenticity. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? As yeah. though that could be something wrong with mine, and I'm not going to call I, it I don't think it. that it's like an absolute ghost thing's bad no matter what, but uh, it's like they have to earn the ghost. Like, yeah, they, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, you're not getting the hint enough's yeah. enough. But at this point, all he said was mine. Right? Okay. You know? Yeah. And all did right. you like the energy? Otherwise, did you like his energy? Yeah. Let's I, say I, if I it, didn't really know him that well. I was just excited when he said, oh, I just moved to Mill Valley, and we were at this, I was yeah. caught up in Welcoming. the event, yeah. we were breaking a coconut and doing these chants, and I'm like, oh, Mill Valley's great, and I honestly was actually thinking of Paul, because I feel so fortunate that well, there yeah. are great things happening in the area. Um, so, so would be he be someone, if he was platonic, that you would feel potentially a nice vibe with around friendship? Honestly, if he was sitting at that table, I don't think I would remember who he was. But I meant no. about the energy, not what he looks at like. At the time, I could remember the energy was fine, but let's say he wanted a platonic thing. Would you want to have coffee with him? <coughs> oh yeah, coffee That's what I'm would getting be at. fine. Yeah. But perhaps maybe not more than maybe one or two coffees, and then set him on his. Yeah. Or maybe you'll have coffee <laughs> and because the the fire dance day you were high, and so anyone could have came up to you, you know. Right. Right, exactly. And, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I really okay. felt I was, was having to do a service. It wasn't like I was really looking for yeah, yeah. friends. Well, that's where the falter is so important it, it, from the perspective of you're always trusting yourself. So, I mean, it could be something you've got to be more friendly with, and then, you know, there's complications of relationships. Well, why aren't they being more friendly back? Or 
know, yeah. never managed much of my time and and just exactly like, being yourself so that you're not constantly trying to figure out all these formulas. Right. <laughs> you know? You're just like, okay, what feels? You know, do I want to call? Do I want to tell them not to call? And that's yeah. I'll you know. just okay. And the fact I'll that you're even having the, it. And now I have it on tape. Yeah, so now I can do it. <laughs> Because we're having another meeting next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to ask about these tags. Well, I think since you've got this concern in your head, that it would really not be appropriate to meet with him as if I hope that I, you know, would, I never gave him any reason to believe. Right. Uh, then that is, yeah, because then text. you yeah. meet with him. Who knows what his intention is? But it just might imply that you're, if, you, if, if you've got the concern as a distinction, if you wanted to believe platonic, speak that. You know? Yeah. Because you know the the, the default for male, male female is this ambi- ambiguity. You know what? I it don't. Because well, really you're married. Know that. You're seriously married. Right, right. But it and is I the default. He might, I think he might be a little awkward too, because I think he oh. said he was newly divorced. So maybe he's also like, mm-hmm. how do I do this? You right. know? So he's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, and you can never just second like, guess yeah. so many things like that, although we can't, although we do. We get stuck <laughs> yeah. on one. Like, yeah. like, I've had a number of times where I, I've been stuck in the loop of embarrassment because I've followed through with like kissing some, kissing somebody I wasn't supposed to, like with a, with a therapist. But the earliest time was with a cousin when I was like ten. Wait a minute. By that wait time, minute, guys were supposed to know not to kiss their cousin. Define kiss. Oh, just like like you know, a kiss on the cheek. You know, you shake oh, hands or, or you oh, hug. <laughs> You're, so it wasn't one of these moments. <laughs> <laughs> no. We are we're just blowing past that. Well, swallow that. it, swallow it, because I'm going to ruin your day. <laughs> Thank you. Should I have kissed someone? It's not something I, I generally think. Was it too much tongue? See, I'm not even thinking Was it too now. much tongue? <laughs> yeah. Was the hand on the ass too much? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah see, it wasn't even as complicated as that, but still. Oh, well, I, I, I still remember wasn't. when I was 10 years old when I yeah. embarrassed myself, oh, like, and he like started sweet. he started backing away, and I just kept falling into it. <laughs> just, I, the same and I do with a therapist. I've done, I've done it. It just yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. As opposed to being like, hey, I'm totally innocent. Of, you know, yeah. I, why should I be worried about their social conditioning that they might have been more embarrassed? Yeah. And that ricochet can really, you know, but it's really ultimately not, not different. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a conditioning. We just don't know what. Yeah. To and do. to know whether I should yeah. should say, you know, sorry right then or the next time or uh-huh. something like yeah, that. Yeah. But if I'm stuck in this embarrassment, like there's, you know, I'm so bad for having done that. I have to avoid the subject. Don't bring it up. You know. Yeah. Or, or make it worse by because. Having to make amends, you know, when they could care less themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's no way around all this no. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cycle. I, know. It is. Yeah. It's, I, I tell my kids all the time, and I have to tell myself, uh, <coughs> it's bigger up here. It's not yeah. good for. Oh, good. I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. It's everything is a bigger deal up here yeah. in your head. As soon as you say it, you will see how small it is. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes I'll have to sit there and be very patient. And especially my little baby, she freaking, she's so how cute. Old? She's the six-year-old, not the littlest baby, but the six-year-old. And she'll just be like, she'll be really down. She'll be like, Papa, I don't feel good, but I don't want to tell you. And she'll actually say it. And I'm wow. like, oh, that's cool. So I'm like, okay, so now my job as a dad is to just create the space and make it as comfortable nice. as possible. And I just, I just, okay, well, it's okay to tell me, and I got to remind her again and again. But like, yeah, that's that's I got to bring everything down to my kid level because you know, but yeah. Love work, yeah. <laughs> but then I have to remind myself all the time, like, oh my god, I wasted the entire day, or I spent the entire day 
going over shit that I thought, you know, was the biggest deal in the world to my friend, to my wife, to my whatever. And to them, they're like, wait, what happened? Like, it's not even in their, you know, reality, yeah. not even in their realm. So, yeah, that's... Well, it's That's pretty beautiful. healthy to get it out. Sometimes yeah, I just so don't get yeah. even get it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you don't even, like, it, it's ethereal in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then as soon as you say it and you yeah. make it concrete, you're like, it's not as bad, yeah. you know? It's kind of like, uh, like in the dark, like, around the corner, things are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then as soon as you turn on the light, because yeah. you, your imagination always kind of defaults to, like, what's the creepiest, right. like, scariest thing possible? That's a really, that's, that's like, I like that, that it's ethereal in your yeah. head. Well, the thing around the corner is our, our presumed self-image, right, that we could be embarrassed about. Yeah. So if there's no self-image that has to be protected from being embarrassed, then the embarrassment becomes like, well, what am I, what, who, who, what's being embarrassed? Yeah. But it's such a strong front here, so just to make instinct. it just to make it a little weird. I've Not never, weird enough yet. I, I, I can't say anything. Ida Shante. Adi Shante. If it's not John or Susan. Like, you came on to Adi Shante. Yeah, but I'm not even the text about it. But, but he was still yeah. going by the name Brian Jones, right? That's before the Adi Shante thing. Oh really? No, he had another name in one. Oh right, I thought it was Brian. Are we about so, to break um, a scandal? The one guy we thought was safe. <laughs> No, he said that was the one thing he really noticed when he really had his last, or at that point in the recording I heard when he had his last awakening, was that was gone. That voice that sort of goes, oh, well, what about this? What about, and, yeah. You know, particularly after you say something. And, and so that whole self-image, I think I'm mm-hmm. trying to clock into what you were saying, that whole self-image is gone. Yeah. It's just nobody's there, so there's no. Even if there is a voice, it probably doesn't help grow. It's my understanding. Yeah, it can apply over more and more areas. Like, what about what diet am I going to do? Whether I should do coffee? Whether you know? Because yeah. it's, like, it's just all. They're all fractions of the Paul same thing. Said, like, if, if you hear about John and you're not John. ยังไงสแตนลีย์สแตนลีย์ที่มันมาเบสเฟรนด์สแตนลีย์ที่มันมาเบสเฟรนด์สแตนลีย์ที่มันมาเบสเฟรนด์สแตนลีย์ที่ม
I we're, we go out in the morning and we're like stretching out, right? And everyone's drinking their coffee. And there's this old dude with a beard like down past his belly button, gray beard, and he's drinking coffee. And he goes, I don't know him, I don't know his name, nothing. He turns to me and he goes, you know, I like my coffee like I like my women. He takes a sip, and I'm like waiting, and he goes, ground up and in the freezer. Oh my God. And I was, I was like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> oh my God. I can't hang. I can't hang with these guys. They're monsters. <laughs> and then he just went. He didn't smile. He didn't like. Oh, I'm joking with you. He just went. And I was like, I'm. I can't hang with it. And then you condition yourself. So what I was getting at was, when you get guys just coming in, you piece of shit, you. And, and I was holding it is it's true they're talking about me they're talking about me and it was almost like this weird sort of zen the like hitting them with the cane thing where i started going they're not talking about they could be talking about anyone because every new guy is getting you know what i mean they're all getting the same thing and i stopped taking it personally mm. like i saw it was a simple simple enough context that I, I, like yeah you're saying i'm a piece of shit i'm lazy i'm this this and that but you're saying that about every other new person <laughs> so it might as well be saying it to a wall. That was like the first little like survival instinct nice. of that idea of like it. You, I don't have to hold it as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have to accept the shit you're saying. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, you know, that thing of the self-criticism continued on. You know, if I messed up, if I didn't, you know. But I, I wonder if that like shifts because that shit like a sort of. Yeah, it was an opening yeah. of like the aperture. Yeah. yeah. And then I think finding Paul and just the the message again and again and again it, it can intervene when the self-talk starts going I was like this is about Nick it's not I, you know it's it's my holding it it's the meaning I'm giving it that's the juice you there, know? some people might think this is like abuse um, it depends you know your experience and again so many people with um it's about self-experience, so it's hard to explain these things. But I know a lot of times, like in certain settings with a guru, sometimes you'll be at the receiving end of them just giving you shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, a guru? Uh, yeah, and it could be in a very public, humiliating se- setting. And I've heard people say, like, it was amazing. <laughs> like, they just had waves of bliss. Like, something broke on the personal level. Oh, they were overwhelmed, probably, then. Well, you could put it like in the way a psychological yeah, yeah. context. Over the head. Yeah. If oh, that's what, if that's oh what, I'm sorry. If that's what I they need. I don't know what you mean. No, just overwhelmed because it's overriding their ability to As take it in. As you're saying that, I was like, yeah, Paul does that. He's like, Paul like a pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not a pause, but Paul mentions he talks over the head. That's a different thing, though. This is a different phenomenon. But I'm saying or for I them, I'm saying, because it wouldn't work on me to be, to be put through that. But I could see that there would be a similarity. So, no, well, of course I don't know for sure. But is what you're talking yeah. about, like something breaks when you don't. That sort of Nick or Sharon is no longer humiliated or no longer, you know, all the the baggage just goes. So he and he no he's personal. used my name. He's used Nick a couple of times. Where he'll say. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not throwing the message to Nick. I'm throwing it to the Buddha. Yeah. yeah. He goes. I've seen what Nick does when Nick gets the message. And and oh, during wow. a meeting, it's, yeah. you could see that as like very lightweight teasing or public yeah. humiliation. Oh right? no, he's actually. It's, yeah. It's, so the the, yeah. the subjective experience is he says, this isn't to Nick. This is to the Buddha. And then there's a subtle thing where I see like, I 
it helped me to catch Nick claiming it. You know what I mean? Right. Like I saw the selfing claim, and I was like, oh, he's talking exactly about this little process that I'm seeing. And then it can be this like overwhelming experience of like, like it, it, it kind of. it gives Nick the like the one, two, three, the hook up, and it's just too much, wow. overwhelmed, and then, you know, yeah. something it's getting through to something else. You see that, you see that very subtle weird thing that I only can ever really hear Paul explain of that defense system of trying to catch him, trying to catch, 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 yeah. and then sometimes it gets overwhelmed and something gets through. You know. I don't know Thank if you. I had that experience so much, but what I do fall back on is his story when his girlfriend broke up with him. And um, he went back to the glove. <laughs> he went back to the glove and then added glove. And he could see himself. Again, I guess I'm short-cutting yeah, yeah. that story. Yeah. Somebody else could tell it. But um, he kept going in and out of it. Like, oh, whoa, she broke up with me. My girlfriend broke up with me for me. And going into the drama and then popping out of it. And then popping into it. And he used the glove analogy even. He said sometimes he would put the glove back on. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, that's, I don't know, I guess it's sort of like stories sometimes help me. Like hearing that, I'm like, oh, I think I'm putting the glove on. <laughs> but I want to go back to something you said, and it may not be a big point, but yeah. it kind of triggered something. And I don't use the word triggered Please. much, because I think it's an overused word. <laughs> but it warning. prompted me to say the following. <laughs> when you use the word when a spiritual teacher or guru yeah. humiliated the person yeah. and it overwhelmed the uh, that's I don't know if it overwhelmed them, but something was transmitted where it was. Yeah, it's called abuse. That's what I'm getting at. Well, okay, you, now, the only reason I say story. that, there can be honesty in a teacher's yeah. student, but when you use the word humiliated, I don't have uh, two senses of that. And by the yeah. way, I'm not coming I from a place. Word, yeah. I was never. I, let me just, humble, let me, yeah. let me just <laughs> say, I was never humiliated by a teacher of that kind. I've had humiliations, and but I don't think there's a sense of useful humiliation, is what I'm getting at. And these well, teachers who do this are generally uh, mass, uh, sadists who are playing on weakness in, the, in these groups. That's what I'm kind of yeah. making a larger point. I, I don't need to go down this road. Yeah, it's but dangerous. Humiliation dangerous. in the name good, of spiritual growth a is a bad business. I think it's a good thing to talk yeah. about. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. There's some teachers I wouldn't touch with a barge pole because I hear this is an ongoing thing. But with some teachers, it's really not an ongoing, you know, it's not the climate, but occasionally that's how the sword may, it may be in a very unconventional, out-of-the-box thing, but it depends. You have to pick up humiliation. And I don't mean they're, you know, it's like deliverance and they have to wander around like a pig on all fours naked. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's levels of humiliation, but it might be just sort of, you know, being scolded in front of a crowd or something, or something where your mind just does like a brain fart, and you either can pick up the individual humiliation, but I've met people that have had that experience, and counterintuitively, what they'll say is, I just got waves and waves and waves of bliss. It was like incredible. It's not what you would think it is. And there are transmissions. You know, this is what happens when sometimes the mind is dropped. Sometimes something else arises. So sometimes um, 
that can work. I don't advocate it. I would yeah, never I was do gonna, it. So I think what um, Keith's kind of getting at too is like public service announcement. Like you don't have to do that. No, like, there's no, plenty no, of guys no. out there and women Please out there. Don't so they, do can, it. they can give more it than to that. You. Yeah. I'm willing to concede. There's a there's an intentional humiliating act by a masochistic teacher, or a sadistic teacher, and versus I felt humiliated. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So that goes, experienced So it, right. that yeah. and that and that yeah. has to how they heard it. It might not have been. I'm really referencing. Uh, I'll just briefly say this, and it's not about my own experience. You know, Shogun Trungpa, right? Oh yeah. No. Well, he's a Tibetan teacher who was uh, used a lot of justification uh, and what he called crazy wisdom. He was a full-blown alcoholic, and but profoundly realized at the transpersonal spiritual. To read, it it kind of reinforces that you can have a non-dual opening into the awareness of, I mean, Buddha 101, into the emptiness, the empty knowing luminous self, and still leave the idea that that cleanses your whole being and works your whole personality out. Nada. I used to believe that. I used to believe in enlightenment when I'd hear people, the Kundalini, well, it's cleaning out every chakra, they probably are totally transformed. Well, that's a, that's an assumption. Anyway, Trungpa became a, uh, an alcoholic, a cocaine addict. He didn't take away his wisdom, but he created a pathological community. And one of his followers, I won't, I won't name him, he founded a community, and his he, his, he has just gotten busted widespread within his community. And he's a follower, he's a direct descendant of Trungpa. We don't have to go into a, a, an evening on cults and, and pathological groups. That's not where I, we could. <laughs> but anyway, he's just, that entire community, I just got an email. It was not a community I was involved with, but I tracked them. Yeah. I'll tell you when this is all, because I don't want to gossip. I wish them all, I wish them peace and healing. But it simply said, our, our community's closing, our assets are being sold, um, we're sorry if you paid for a program. And the teacher had, had been really abusive in the name of crazy wisdom. Yeah. Uh, unresolved stuff in him, yeah. shadow, yeah. and unresolved guru stuff. So we can move on back to laughing, but yeah. when you talked about <laughs> a teacher humiliating and that someone felt bliss, I go, oh, that's the justification for a lot I of know. abusive teachers. My mind goes there, too. I would say, My though, that it's never the guru too. or any present person that could even entertain the possibility of seeing someone that could be humiliated and needed to go through that. Certainly, that person might end up experiencing that, but it's as simple as an AA, the idea of service, you know, or other types of that where somebody knows that that person needs to scrub the floors, you know, but not as them seeing as anything, they don't see anything wrong with scrubbing the floors. Right, yeah. Maybe they remember themselves having the feeling that, oh, this is humiliating to have to scrub the floors. Yeah. But eventually you wouldn't even have to be worrying about your own memories of that. You would just say, hey, scrub the floors. And maybe that guy would get blissed out because <laughs> like, look at I, somebody was honest with me and, and life doesn't have to be more than this yeah. and whoa. You know? yeah. I think fundamentally for me, you know, Going back to all of these conversations, the one thread is, um, who am I? You know, and so it's like that's that's there's many ways. You yeah. find I out. am the scrubbing of the floor. You know, it could be self-inquiry. It could be some boo, like humiliating you. you in that moment. Maybe something ceases. Well, they, you know, they can both be true. Okay, I'm willing. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. let's say there's a let's 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 just concede. He's a sadistic teacher. <laughs> teacher A. I mean, and right. intentionally, he's out of control, justifying it as crazy wisdom. Yeah. And someone could, in fact, have a, a, a very 
clear moment of no self as yeah. a result of that. Yeah. But in general, there's, you know, there's a kind of self you don't want to break down in people. Right. Their sense of self-worth. Right. So that's kind of what I heard. Their sense of basic self-esteem, which is often one of those discussions. And some of the Western psychologists say you have uh, to get to transcend yourself. You have to be a self. You have to yeah. be a healthy self that's, to transcend that's yourself. Ram Dass, that's Ram Dass. That's Ken Wilber and others. Uh, yeah, Ram Dass used to say... you got to be a healthy self, self yeah. to lose one. Yeah, yeah. Ram Dass used to say, say you got to be uh, somebody before you can be nobody. Although the ingrained attachment to the uh, inflated self-esteem of you know, a, a not of an actually not healthy image, right? That's needing to build the, the, the fake self-esteem above that. That's kind of what the paradigm of AA is, is that to recognize you know, by uh, sponsors which ones need to right, not to need be to be broken down like them. One, I wouldn't agree yeah. with them needing to break them down. Yeah. But there are, that's the experience those will have first in order to get to some viable, sustainable basis of the, of the healthy self-image yeah. that you, yeah, that the other sponsors know how not to attack, yeah. know, not to interfere with, and those that are already mopey and and you know don't need to be. Uh, told not to, to be, don't, be, don't need to be taken down a peg. Yeah, you need to be yeah. reinforced like, no, that's not a realistic way to look at life, but, you know, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think you there's know? probably like a really good checklist somewhere where, <laughs> where it becomes a cult and it's really destructive, you know. There are some checklists. Yeah. There's from some, so really, yeah. There are some yeah. guide, like well, yeah. one would be that comes to mind. I happen to have a friend who was, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, who uh, was active in quote, deprogramming the mem- some members of the Unification Church, the Moonies. Uh, and one of the, and so I got to know her, and she, so, uh, not an expert, but she uh, pointed out to me that when the, the group tells you your family is evil, your family yeah, of origin is evil. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, isolation. And this is the, we're yeah. the real family, uh-huh. they're the bad family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that is it, a man. really bad thing. That's a really because you've got God on your side, <laughs> yeah. and the family is keeping you from being yeah. really, really, isolate you. Yeah. Yeah. So I that would, be, that would be the number okay, one. Okay, so you guys, you all know this. I grew up in a cult. Sure. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I grew up in a freaking cult. Oh my god, Berkeley. and you're still yeah. attracted to some Yeah, yeah, so that's there's some baggage thing. there. Yeah. And yeah. amazing. Well, okay. Amazing. I think you did tell me the ones, but I. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of boring because I'm tired of telling you. Well, you don't have to tell that story. I mean, yeah, no, no, I want to. Okay. I've been wanting to say it on the podcast, but it just... Uh, now it gets weird. Yeah, like you guys are talking about it. <laughs> so it's called SRF, Spiritual Rights Foundation. It's still around. It's SRF. SRF, Spiritual Rights Foundation. There's also an SRF that's the um, Yogananda guy, self-realization. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. He's that's <laughs> the group you were in, or that helped no, you get no, no, out? No, this is a... I'm saying it's a separate SRF. It's not that SRF. It's a separate SRF. So I was born into it... Um, like my mom was a member when when I was born, and all the so the checklist of stuff. So I grew up in this thinking it was all normal, and then it got out and started to go step by step back on. Okay, yeah, this was fucked up. This was a very good sign. It was a cult. This was a very good sign. It was a cult. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't like Jonestown, obviously. Like on a spectrum, you know, Jonestown and Scientology. It's maybe closer towards the Scientology side, obviously. No one got murdered or you know, <laughs> yeah. drank the Kool-Aid or anything. But, uh, but he, and this is stuff I've found out more recently, 
no names or anything, but he was a pedophile. He had all sorts of like child porn stuff on his computer. Some of the girls I grew up with apparently were molested by him. I didn't even know. Mm. I'm not out of contact with them. I don't talk with them sad. anymore. It's very sad, yeah. But he, so the guy, Bill Doobie, fuck him, look him up. <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, he, charismatic leader. And the thing that blows my mind when I look back on it is he literally, his word was the word of God. In that, if you, yeah, if you came along and you said, I remember saying, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he w- he said something, and I said, well, Bill Nye the Science Guy, I don't know if you guys remember that show, <laughs> yeah. said this and that about some physical phenomenon, and he goes, no, that's not true, and he said, he, and he put his in. And I remember, like, I, I was somewhat defiant and, like, being outcast for questioning. How old? I'm, like, seven, eight years old, you know? And so it was, like, his word was the final word. It didn't matter. And he had, you know, a group of, it was about maybe 50 people or so. Living together? Living together in a church. Uh, then he got separate places, and then they lived in separate apartments. Stuff. I lived on one of the properties that was a part of this And all the money went to the... Organization? Yeah, yeah, and then my parents were reverends, so it was partially Christian. Um, most that both of my parents were became ministers of it. Yeah. And well, what, what ages were you in it? So I was in it from when I was born, and then I started getting hints of getting out at about 13, when I started playing uh, city baseball and like talking to other. Because I was homeschooled, I didn't go to public school any of that stuff until high school and I started talking to other kids outside of the group and then I started doing martial arts and I became best friends with the son of the owner of the karate school and I just just good young kid instincts I just started living with him mm. I just told my parents like I'm out and I just Whoa. started going yeah at 13 and then I started going to public school and yeah I, I look back and I'm just like I think of the intelligence of little 14 year old Dick to just fortune. yeah because when I look back it wasn't like like I'm in trouble I need to get out it was just sort of like uh, I like being with them more than and I just took mm. off do you have siblings? I, I have two half brothers that I didn't grow up with so I was, I was an only only job. Are they still in the organization? No, so it's complicated. This is this is gonna get boring. I'm gonna breeze through it. So my I was I'm the youngest. My dad had two boys before me with another woman, had me with my mom, and then he took off, got was out of the picture by the time I was two. I um, my mom married my stepdad when I was five. And then he basically was the one that raised me. So he's who I called dad, my stepdad. Yeah. And then my my biological, you know, DNA dad came back into my life and sued for, for visitation when I was 13. So I started seeing him again. And he's not my dad. Like, I never stayed at his house. I never, he didn't really raise me. But he did, he introduced me to Alan Watts. He introduced me to, oh, it's, yeah. So it's not all negative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got shit. And he's the one who I told you has the PhD, master's degree in uh, consciousness studies. <laughs> yeah. Your biological dad? My biological dad, yeah. He's super into this shit. So I, it's in here, for sure. It's in the, because <laughs> still in the cult? Yeah, it's still around. The main, the main, no, 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 they all, they all got out. Um, Would you my, say it's still considered a cult? I mean, does it behave yeah, like well, a cult? Well, so the head guy died um, probably like 15, 16 years ago so now. So much for infallibility there. Yeah, yeah. He, died, yeah. He, had, he had a heart attack while giving a lecture in front of, he died right there in front of at like 50. 
Yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. I mean, like everything, right? He had great teachings and great ideas, but, you know, obviously absolute power and corrupts. So a lot of the girls you grew up with had been um, yeah. trouble. Most yeah. likely all of them. I don't know, but That's I'm guessing. Yeah. Were they like siblings almost? Yeah, well, we basically grew up together. Yeah. Like We saw each other every day. So I was the youngest boy, and then there was three older girls. Yeah, and then and then some more came in, and then a, another boy came in when I was about eight or nine, and he was four years older than me. His name was Victor. And became instant best friends because I'm like another boy. That would I be really yeah. interesting <laughs> yeah. to do. I do photography, and one of the girls she was in this cult, and her thing was this project of interviewing all the people from that cult, and it was a pretty bad one where there was a lot of incest and it was really bad I don't know this could be just as bad so I just wondered if you would ever want to do a podcast interviewing um, some of the survivors yeah maybe uh, I don't really even know because you're an amazingly well balanced person you. and I you must have had this thrust to know truth yeah. because you could have just said don't mention enlightenment don't yeah. mention God oh yeah God. no 100% so I, I I call it like my atheist phase. I went from like 20 till about 27. I was like, it's all bullshit. So that was the other thing about the cult was they did psychic readings. So they were like con artists that old people would like spend their social security check on a psychic reading. It was so freaking sad. Like looking back, I didn't know at the time. But she's like, oh, they're providing a service. And I look back, I'm like, all the shit they ever said never came true. Like it was all obviously bullshit. Um, you are. I get that you are old and broke. Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from. Thank you. That'll be thirty-five dollars. Yeah, that's, mm. that's yeah. I am old and broke because that's the same thing you've told me for three years. So, <laughs> so, so on that line, uh, my mom met my dad on Telegraph because he gave her a tarot card reading. So that's why I'm here because of tarot cards. <laughs> and that's actually my wife and I met over tarot cards. Oh my yeah, god. That's fucking weird. Um, so, what was I going to say? Uh, okay, yeah, so 20 to 27, I was like, it's all bullshit. All the psychic stuff is bullshit. All the God stuff is bullshit. All the spiritual stuff, kundalini, all just in their heads, you know. And it, it took, I'm, I'm not going to make this all about me. It took uh, some very convincing experiences at about the age of 27. And then I think I met Paul and you guys at 28. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then, and now and well, you know, yeah. that might be a, too, so you don't have, have it be all about you. One thing but that strikes me, maybe it, maybe we have our own versions of, did we have a, quote, atheist phase? Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, agnostic, I never... But I mean, agnostic. Well, yeah. well, yeah, agnostic. I mean, where you spend some time literally listening to various speakers and, and trying to marshal your thinking around it. Uh, I did, but it was strange. It, was, it wasn't when I was wrestling with belief. Because I was already in the camp of spiritual but religious. But uh, in the past 10, 15, well, maybe 15, was Sam Harris. Yeah, Sam Harris is. I just enjoyed that yeah. Sam Harris was so bright about it that he was willing to, to debate Christian theologians so well. Yeah. So I wasn't wrestling with. I just love the argument. Yeah. I love so and I love the counter. I love the Christian theologians, and I. Yeah. I so I I, consi- I consider myself now an atheist, mm-hmm. but I would really qualify that to say it's not the standard materialist argument against consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. It's more like Sam, I would say, again, Sam Harris. Yeah, I agree. Spiritual but not religious. He wrote a book called Waking Up, A Guide to Being Spiritual Without Religion. Very rare to find a public intellectual who is can make the best arguments possible in the school of atheism and yet has devoted 40 years of his life to meditating with advanced teachers and he now runs a meditation app and he thinks consciousness is primary. I mean, that's the kind of balance I... But I, I would still... I loved Christopher Hitchens. Think yeah, if you oh knew yeah. Christopher Hitchens, his arguments against God were so bombastic and yeah. fun. I love the conversation. I don't yeah, understand yeah. that using atheism, though, because it's already pre-accepting yeah. their definition of uh-huh. God. Exactly. Yeah. You have to declare yourself as an atheist about it. I like the that. Well, that, so Sam Harris talks about that. He goes, he doesn't like the word atheist. Yes. He goes, because it'd be like saying you're non-Mormon. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, like, why like, do I, would I run around doing that? Why, <laughs> why does the base, the basis yeah. have to be yeah. your definition? You're already in cahoots. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. even, he even, as a further point in his mm-hmm. case, to make the argument he's against irrationalism. He yeah. says, we don't have a term for uh, non-astrologer, do yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. because astrology is nonsense. You don't have to make a point of saying you're not one. So, of course, a lot of people think astrology is valid. <laughs> but um, Christopher Hitchens was good about this. He would say, I would not, he, I am not just an atheist. I'm an anti-theist. Now, I would not wish to pray or be grateful to a god who is an authority so he goes on authoritarian yeah, defined, tyrannical yeah. so he defines the, so it's, it's actually a clean argument okay. he defines the kind of argument a kind of god that wouldn't be worthy of a human being to pray to let alone grovel before yeah. anyway that's a brilliant so he said I'm not an atheist I'm an anti-theist I'm ashamed at you intellectuals in this room who've subscribed to this nonsense I find it a really interesting <laughs> question as to why we would <laughs> emphasize particular beliefs in certain verbal ways or whether we express them or the activities that we like why does Sam do what he does as opposed to Mother Teresa who mm-hmm. maybe believes the same things but she's not bothering to define you know no, no, so no, just do that again I mean I'm not getting your point but I think it's the, the more backup question about yeah. why would I say I'm an atheist or why would Sam say that why would we bring up the word why would we emphasize that with our lives and non-belief in God yeah, yeah. Or yeah. why would we uh, spend time going to non-duality talks, as opposed to let's say the same thing is happening with Mother Teresa and people that are helping the poor, that they're not at odds at all. They're, they need to fit certain parts of the puzzle. But why, if she's not needing to find God, or or if it was a person that was an atheist and needed to find atheism, couldn't even do it maybe because you're not putting that kind of energy there. Your energy is going, let's say, as a conventional example, you're helping the poor. Yeah. And, that, and again, okay. it's why, because the, the, somebody helping the poor could be a do-gooder. And they could have a, they could, this is why you need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is why, yeah. And I'm going to talk about it a lot, and I'm going to say you should do it. Uh-huh. So it's just Got like it. a, a feeling about what what is, what is the urge to spend yeah. this time and energy and stuff like that. Uh, like, I don't do it with my, friend, with my, my spouse, Greg. I'm not going to you know, I, I'll just, because he's religious in that way. No, he's atheist. Oh, I see. In a negative, like they're they're bad kind of way. Hmm. And occasionally, I might mention, you know, like you know, you're kind of defining yourself by them, kind of like we just said. But I don't want to spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather well, go. To, I'm just curious, like, why am I so interested in going to Paul's non-duality talks? I mean, I can't really get behind that. It's just yeah. just a general yeah. thing that it's not so much from atheist out. It's like. Why atheist? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think it maybe what we were talking about earlier, like the ethereal 
Like yeah. there's something yeah. there. Yeah. Can I concrete it into a word? Can I put yeah. can I put it fit it into a box? You know what I mean? Yeah, and people then, get really hung up on different boxes. I know? think um, I'm an experientialist. <laughs> like I also remember being in temple when I was a little kid and everybody was talking about God and I'm like <laughs> you know, like I needed the the experience, and maybe that's why I do love the self inquiry and uh, non dualism. It's very, it's rather than somebody telling you the way it is, this mm-hmm. is the theory. It's direct experience, you know. So I think, you know, if I'm anything, that's how this has come through. Yeah. It's. Um, you're saying, would that be like you're saying you're spiritual but not religious? Is that what you're getting at? No, no I'm not I sure. Really, I don't know what your is. point is. Experience doesn't even have a definition, does it? <laughs> so you're making it up right now. That's good. Experiential. You want some? What? Truth is your own experience, not so, what t- somebody tells you. Oh, not creed. The, yeah. That was one of the reasons I. That's what I mean by spiritual but not religious. What I, I do like about the non-duality stuff. So the guy that I. Um, was my teacher right before Paul uh, I gave you this book Michael Rodriguez yes, yeah. yeah and so he he's kind of disappeared he hasn't written anything and he stopped doing soft songs and stuff but um, uh, what, what what he used to say was he appeals to like it's like almost like the scientific method in that like don't believe it unless you experience it yourself don't believe yeah. a single freaking thing yeah. don't accept a single freaking thing yeah, yeah. unless like you actually have the yeah. experience yourself I think it's very and similar and even when I tell um, a direct experience to somebody even once I start telling yeah. it there's oh, an it. inauthenticity mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. because you're it's putting up it in words. to somebody else to have their own experience yeah. although I love when somebody tells me their experience yeah, no, that's, but I can't funny. but hopefully somebody wouldn't think oh I'm kind but there is just, like in Paul or some people you can see, like, I'm telling you, this is the way, you know, like you, there is a sometimes a verbal component to it where it, you want to For me, to too, there's it. a little voice like, like, you're screwing it up. You're not, you're not <laughs> right. even close, especially like if you do mushrooms or something and then you try to explain you go to explain what the mushroom trip was like, and, and instantly your brain's just like, dude, you you don't stand a chance at explaining. This. Right. So you're you're fucking you're messing it up, and and then sometimes there it can be that experience of like a you're like a conduit, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you don't even yeah. have that. You hardly even second guess it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so that's, different. That's, yeah. It's like right. poetry. It's yeah. like, whoa, that was amazing. I couldn't yeah. have done that if I tried to. Yeah, I don't know, you know how that works, but yeah, it's true. That was a thing that around that age when I when. I went from the hardcore atheist into starting to believe, you know, maybe there's something a little more, was I had a buddy that I'd get high with, and we would talk, and I'd go, I'd be like, and Sam talks about this too, in his case for free will, he, I, I'd go, where are the words coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't plan, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just start talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then somehow I get to the end of the sentence, I don't write it. I think I had assumed that everyone wrote it in their head and then said it. But you feel like you're doing that. We're all just improv. Well, you're claiming it as You're that. claiming it right after yeah. it happened. It's, it's happening all, and right? we're claiming yeah. it. It's all improv all the time. And then I used to have this thing that would hit me that, like, God is just improvising all this. And it's love. And it's love. That's why, like, telling a little bit of what seems like it was my experience, but yeah. if, only if it's my experience now how I'm telling it. Because I know it's the same experience yeah. meeting here without worrying yeah. about am I telling it right, am I, being, am I pontificating? Right. And that's 
and th- that's kind of magical to be okay. You know, like there was a quote by some guru that supposedly said that if, if I catch myself that I'm telling my story, I sit down. But otherwise, there's no problem with what is normally referred to as my story. You just, but it's not. It's what I'm saying right now. God is improvi- improvising, and to be in faith and okay about that is is like whatever. It can even do stuff from so-called my experience. Yeah. It's not not excluded. It's, if, yeah. it's I'm gonna get sappy. So that exact reason is why I'm so thankful for you guys. Oh. I'm so thankful for the sangha because I, I spent years. Uh, in a place of like no one's getting it, <laughs> you know. Like I, I'm a, like I'm alone in here, yeah. you know. I'm freaking alone. I'm I've got to be crazy. I got to be whatever. And uh, that whole world just been opened up because of this, because of this song. Keith and I had a phone conversation. Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Hour and a half, and it was like it was a mutual download. We were just both downloading from the same cloud. Yeah, and it's like uploading to that cloud, whatever, whatever the metaphor is. I think of it as like we're like architects discovering it together. You know what I mean? And it's fucking priceless. Mind jazz. Mind jazz. Mind jazz. Yeah, a little duet. Yeah, I got this. You got that. And it's and I've said it before on the podcast, like. What's I lo- why I love podcasts is it the third thing that's going on. Mm. I bring something, you know. Now there's a fifth thing going on. All of you bring yeah. something, but then a cooler thing yeah. that no lecture could get to yeah. arises. Like an alchemy. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, a, the, the sum is the, better than its parts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's the Miles Davis Quartet. You know, instead of. It's like the just, difference yeah. between like. Um, Riding it instead of owning it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I tried a little bit of doing podcasts where just I talk, and I was like, I can't do it. Really? Yeah, because uh, I don't know. It was I, so I'm an electrician, so I love electrical metaphors. It was like it was a it was a hot with no neutral, yeah. no return. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't grounded. It was yeah. just out there, but yeah. it, it needs a ground to complete the circuit. Yeah. You know, and that's who knows. That's where. Yeah. And that's the simplest way to. Just say what's the problem with being quote unquote in our head. It's yeah. that's yes, God. it's yeah. not self centered as in the self centered calling itself self centered. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't have a ground the circuit's to, not to talk about the problem is self centeredness and Paul shares it and yeah. he's had and you, well, my yeah, experience saying you know, it's not my experience as a non personal yeah. self centered experience. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. And that's otherwise you know, because some people, like if like you're on drugs or something like that, maybe it does kind of find its ground for a while, uh-huh. but it likes itself so much it just gets stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't like itself we anymore. Call that <laughs> a circulating current. Yeah, it's like the, the, the wires. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, what would it be like to just be into it myself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, too much. That's what I love when Paul talks about, like, when there's too much interest and attention here, he points to his head. He's like, you know, then your, yeah. your head's up your own ass. Like, let it distribute. I love that metaphor. Let it relax and go out a little bit. And, and then, yeah, it, it, it's not tearing up the mental space, not eating itself, you know? So. Wow. That just blew my mind. <laughs> 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 now chop wood and carry yeah. water. <laughs> I, I'm going to head out. That was beautiful. We never that got to jazz. movies. Or <laughs> we movies are t- we're stay. supposed to talk about movies and TV shows. Oh, okay. I'll stay for that. Oh, okay. okay. So you start. Right, you start. What's the latest, greatest 
Oh, I thought Keith, you were looking at Keith. What's the well, you know, I was thinking, I have not been to the theater for quite a while. I've been to a theater movie, and I haven't been motivated to, because I'm increasingly aware that unless, oh, okay, well, yeah, the, the last I saw, it's, it's not new, but and which really liked was The Irishman. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'm not, and I'm not really crazy about the Godfather motif, the organized crime motif. I've seen some good ones, uh, but I wanted to see it partly because these premier American actors, Pacino and De Niro, and working. Pesci, freaking and Pesci, sold the show. who's so not the junior subtle. player yeah, in that yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, so subtle, but like you that. believe him. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, that's a character that you know what I mean. You oh, so, and so yeah. I'll, I'll say the others. I'm, I'm really thinking of the current. See, I'm out of the current scene. Yeah. So the Irishman, Joker, right. and Joker's I'm talking 2019. Okay, yeah. I'm just basically doing the. And yeah. the third was uh, the Tarantino Hollywood movie. Yeah. Mm. They were to me they were just. What about the Parasite? I didn't see it. I saw it. I know same. about it. You love it. I think. Well, I don't know. I think you. Yeah, I love think. It. I yeah. think yeah. it's yeah. it's good. Yeah. So, but what about you? So I'm talking three big ones for the year, but I've not been to one for two or three months. Wait, The Irishman? Uh, uh, Joker. Oh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Oh, or River Phoenix. Or River, or, no, not River. Uh, Walking Phoenix. Oh, yeah, Walking not River. Yeah. Um, he's up the river. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, Let's see. Uh, what was Hollywood. The Once oh, Upon yeah, a Time in yeah, Hollywood. Oh, I Tarantino. love that. That was amazing. Well, this, this Have the announcements? Have the... I think it's Korean. This Korean movie, The yeah. Parasite, it's very Tarantino. I think it he's is. one very of his favorite Inspired, directors. Yeah. And yeah. He, I've he heard admits. someone compare it to that. But Paul recommended it. So it Paul likes so. very, very dark. So yeah. I got a weird dark one for you. I bet you guys haven't seen The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But In the theater or yeah, it's Netflix? Just, I, I saw you, it on TV. You tell me your take on it. Go okay. Ahead. I freaking loved it. It was crazy weird. I like movies. The older I get and the more I get into, like, non-duality stuff, I don't like movies that are, like, normal. Like, I want someone to, like, be going crazy, <laughs> <laughs> to be on drugs, <laughs> to be, like, you don't know when they're dreaming and when they're awake. Wow. And that was like one of the best movies I've ever seen of that because oh, wow. you're in the yeah. mind of the kid right mm. wow. and he's going crazy yeah he's like imagining shit and he's and he's because uh, it's just the two guys on a lighthouse so you feel I, I felt like claustrophobic yeah. and every the way that they shot it oh, you know it like you makes you feel claustrophobic and then like when he's down on the ground and then the, the Not one that ends on any kind of uh, uh, wrapped up yeah. note, right? Yeah. So, um, but that was cool. Um, I kind of did it wrap up quite a bit. Depends you, on your. Yeah, not. not it well, seemed like a lot sur- of ends were tied. No? Well, not in any like moral story kind of way or yeah, it's kind of any just kind like of life's resolved just kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean everything was it ended, so yeah, resolved. <laughs> yeah. Now Nick and I were both. Nick and I have a love of a particular TV show. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. And that is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Are you like? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, are you well, follow that well, show at all? You, no, no, no familiarity with it. Oh, 
It's the best. Well, it's like there are those who are and those who aren't. I just, for me, I see my my life increasingly through the lens of Larry David. <laughs> yes. Because the premise for all of you out there, who everybody knows, is that what he does, uh, that's his real name, of course, the actor Larry David, who plays Larry David himself. But he's created a twist on it. In life is apparently very easygoing and generous and warm, believe it or not. But he plays this politically incorrect, socially faux pas driven, one after another, ruins every situation, oh, picks no. fights that he shouldn't have. An example, he goes to the gym. There's a woman, he, oh, I know you, I haven't seen you. What are you doing? Good. Look, the baby wants a do. It's very Jewish. She says, uh, she goes, eight months. He goes, good. Good. She gets on the treadmill, starts walking, and he's walking. He, she starts running. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? What? She takes her earphones out. I'm exercising. No, no, no. You're jostling the fetus. You do not jostle. My doctor, t- your doctor would tell you that. My doctor told me it's okay. Why are you mansplaining about what? So that's a classic Larry David. Yeah, yeah. He is right because he's so inappropriate. He storms out angry. Well, good luck to you and the fetus. Anyway, it, it doesn't make sense in the abstract, but he goes through life having one of these after another, a faux pas, and politically incorrect. He enacts politically incorrect stuff that I go, yes, <laughs> I think that way, and I didn't do it. But thank uh, you for doing it so we can all laugh. Yeah. He's doing a lot. Of mo- he's doing a lot of mocking of the Me Too thing right now, uh, yeah, which, is, which is so hilarious. Uh. So, what, what I didn't know, I, I heard from listening to Joe Rogan, was apparently they don't write a script. They do not. They have yeah. a concept. They have a concept and maybe the first line, and then they improv. And, and you they, can tell when you watch it, you're like, there's no sense of them reading anything. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're just. You can see them coming and in up. Fact, with it. It feels there, so there's, in the current episode, there's a scene where I think Richard Miller is giving Larry a heart. Larry, you are the most self-centered, narcissistic. You always tell. And Larry, the the character is laughing uncontrollably, and it's clear that he's laughing as Larry David at the absurdity. And you don't know how many times they had to shoot it to get that. So it's that feel. Oh yeah, they just have such fun. Um, Improvising and it's so over the top in some ways. So anyway, I love the Weinstein gag this season. I wish they would do it more. Which one? The um, the guy, the manager who looks like Weinstein. Oh yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Looks <laughs> yeah, like they've exhausted that one. <laughs> I wish they would just keep doing it because he do you, really does. Do you know, can I? I'll do. I'll do it. There's one in, in an earlier episode. I don't know if I sent you this one recently. You did, do you remember the one where with his dad? <laughs> Okay, his dad was played by the actor Shelley Berman. You remember Shelley Berman? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was yeah. a young Jew who was funny in the 60s on Ed Sullivan, yeah. and he became an old Jew. He was a classic old Jew character. They, Larry David brought him in to be his actor on the show, to be his dad on the show. So Larry flies back from New York to California, comes to his dad's doorway. Dad says, Larry, I didn't expect to see you. I didn't. Well, I came back early. Oh, come in, come in. And, and, and so they're talking a bit, and she goes, uh, How's mom doing? Oh, your mom. You know how people do. <laughs> you know how people do in a Jewish way. Oh, you know, like this. Oh, you know how people do. So tell me, how was your trip to New York? And Larry does a quick, it was good. I had a lot of busy work. How are you? Dad, you seem a little jumpy. Well, I didn't expect to see you. Can I make a cup of coffee? No, no, it's just relax. And where's mom? Your mom. I'll tell you about your mom. She's not here. I know she's not. Where is she? Where is she? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story about your mom. She went to the hospital. The hospital 
Why didn't you tell me? She said, don't bother Larry. He's busy in New York. Don't bother Larry. Where is she? Is she out of the hospital? Yes. She's she doing better? And then she goes, she doing better? Eh, yeah. In a way. Yes, in a way. Well, you know where this is going. You don't know where it's going. Okay, I'm glad I didn't tell you. Oh. Oh, yes. So she goes, so is she's not, is she in the hospital? I will tell you. I will tell I you about your mom. I will tell you about your mom. She went to the hospital. She got sicker. Larry, you're not going to last forever. I'm not, I'm not going to last forever. No one's going to last forever. And Larry goes, she died? He goes, she died. Dead. She's dead. She's dead. She's dead. And he's going, why didn't you tell me? Don't bother Larry, she said. Don't bother Larry. So then he goes, hey, when did this happen? He goes, well, see, the funeral was Monday. The funeral was Monday. Why didn't you tell me? She said, don't bother Larry. I mean, it was just like, the, who's on first? Yeah, that old thing. It's one of, and she's dead, she's dead. She don't bother Larry. What would be funny is if Shelly Berman completely went off the charts and that, that wasn't where he would, he thought he was going if Larry David was surprised yeah. by the fact that the mother died like yeah. <laughs> and so the, one more scene so the next scene they go to the, after the commercial they come back they're at the at the cemetery and uh, dad's that's over here this oh there right over here <laughs> so they come to the tombstone Larry dad and the cousin and Larry says uh, Adele Davis, born, blah, 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 passed, passed, P-A-S-T? <laughs> he says, P-A-S-S-E-D. And the dad says, I know how it's spelled. It's $50 a word. Oh. You spelled it wrong to save $100? And then and he said, by the way, there's no beloved daughter, no, no beloved mother. And she goes, what, do you want me to spend $6,000? I mean, it's just such classic Jewish humor. That is just, I I watch it every week or so just to sort of remind myself of the absurdity. Oh, you must have been so happy when it came back. Oh, yeah. It's been awful, what, a year? It was and awful. he doesn't need to Ever. do the show anymore. He's oh, yeah, so no. fabulous. He does it just because it's fun, yeah. But it's such an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he's a like pushing a billionaire just from Seinfeld. The, oh my gosh! Uh, you know really? what do they call it? Uh, royalties. Royalties and yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's totally just because he loves it. And the cool it's thing so is, great. by all accounts, he's just a really easygoing, charming, yeah. actually fairly shy guy. But he knows how to play this irascible, politically incorrect I Jew. I think when he did stand up, he would just punch people. Wow, really? And yeah. Oh, when wow. he started out, he started out with stand up, but he didn't really like people. So he would always get into fight. I mean, when you read these interviews. Yeah. Huh. Right, yeah. right. So not so sweet. <laughs> well, it took some time for him, I think, just to... The Seinfeld thing, I think, was very important. Because that, that show was the same kind of thing. It's about what... what you know, it's show about nothing. About nothing, yeah. And he directed it. I don't know if, how scripted it was, but what a success. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's... that's uh, did you like Seinfeld as well? No, I wasn't a Seinfeld. Oh. I didn't dislike it, but I was not uh, hugely into Seinfeld's it. Seinfeld's good, but but after watching the Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's like Seinfeld's such a watered-down version of that. I'll tell you, you know what, what I, I mean? like. It feels like it. 
Uh, let me interrupt. <laughs> yes. What's High maintenance. Has anybody seen High maintenance? I saw a couple of episodes. I never Is it a current thing? Is that where it's a current thing. It's a current thing. It's about a guy who delivers weed. Yeah. And every every episode is like a little movie. And all these really interesting characters, like one guy's an agrophobic, like a 300 pound, but they're really human, humorous. And the guy's on a bicycle around Manhattan, so I kind of identify yeah. with the whole Manhattan thing. It's yeah. beautifully done. Yeah. And it's just such a slice of life. It's got a bit of humor, a bit of, you know, sadness. And oh, okay, so it's, it's got really some good. depth. Uh, it's got a it's lot of depth. It's not just slapstick or anything and like I'm, that. I'm, Sure, if it's improvised. That's a really good question. I, I'll look into that, but it's really good. I love really high one humor. Of the best I love high humor like more than anything. Yeah. yeah. High humor? Oh, yeah, high, yeah, yeah humor. like people that are high. That, and, you know, like, oh, high. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say humor that respects your intelligence. Uh, oh, no. As opposed to lowbrow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like the lowbrow stuff so like we do. I like lowbrow uh, stuff. He likes the higher stuff. Oh, it's weird, Mr. Wait, it's it's so funny. But one of the reasons why. I loved living in England, since you ask. It's their humor um, just took, or even their advertising humor, and their, at the time, it might have changed, they thought you were intelligent. They just took for granted that you had some intelligence. So the humor was so rich okay. and so brilliant. Monty Python, was that influential for you? you Monty know, Python I've, playing certain, or is it beyond you, earlier than you, later than you? No, my dad was a Python fan. I'm, I'm from a British family, and um, but I was never a Python Fan. But I, I actually fell really in love with the advertising in England. When I went over to England, I'm like, oh, they're not talking to us like we're idiots. They're like, they're brilliant ads. They're so funny. Um, did I just go off topic? I have a tendency no, we're, to do we're, that. No, it just shows. <laughs> just humor. Yeah, you humor. But I, I saw the guy from Larry David. I saw his stand-up. The black guy. Jeff Gar- oh, oh, J.B. Smoothie. Oh, he's just, did anybody, has anybody Leroy. seen his Leon. stand-up? Larry David. Oh my God, he does a whole like hour on how to tweak a nipple. I mean, it's so funny. He's really funny guy. He's Larry's good very friend. High brow, very highbrow. He's high Larry's brow. black friend on the show. There's one episode where Larry had a date, and you came home. Hey, LD, how was the? Uh, he goes, it was good, pretty good, you know. It was all right. <laughs> did you bring good. it? Did I what? Did you bring it? Yeah. You know, did you bring it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I brought it. <laughs> I mean, this is completely br- two different vernaculars. Okay. Did you bring it? Yeah, Come it's on. Real. Yeah, and Larry goes, Yeah, I brought it, man. I brought it. Look good. How did you bring it? Huh? How did you bring it? I mean, it's just, you know yeah. how much fun they're having doing this. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like The Office. That's another to me. That's a, yeah, I tell you. Oh, I can watch it. I can watch that re- over and over. Yeah. What's your humor? Um, let's see. I've been watching mostly horror shows and yeah. <laughs> more, uh, more more Dark Knight stuff, but what was the last? Uh, gosh, I can't even think of anything recently. What, you like horror? Yeah. It didn't What's it, in an ironic horror. way? It's like We're actually not even just like horror anymore. It's been changing because like Apple TV and uh, CBS All Access are making big differences in like the, the Me Too. Uh, um, the morning show, which is yeah, yeah. Oh, right. the Me Too thing. Oh, oh I that love was, that, that was morning great. show. Yeah. That was really good. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Jennifer Aniston was great. Yeah. Now, yeah. as for horror, was was David Lynch in that for you? No, I never did see that, David oh, man. Lynch. Man. No. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so, I knew I probably... I, I knew. <laughs> uh, so, 
that I don't know if I've told you that I, I got this thing masterclass. Have you guys heard of masterclass? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nick's doing. That's yeah. So my, my very good friend. Uh, it's a crazy little story. I don't know if I told it already. Um, she texts me that she. This is a, a lady that I know from work that's just like an instant king kinship. Yeah. I need to do a podcast with her, Elizabeth. Um, so she she texts me that she's really into this electronic dance music guy, Mouse, Dead Mouse. I don't know if you guys ever heard Dead of Dead Mouse. Mouse. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like <laughs> dance club music, right? And it's a pretty obscure, you know, like you guys have never heard of him, right? So I, I happen to love Dead Mouse. We had never brought up electronic dance dance music, nothing. But I play it like with my kids. It puts them in a good mood. I have a song that puts them to sleep. Right, so I'm, I, and I happened to be listening to Dead Mouse when she sent me that text, completely out of, you know. When what happened? I was listening to the guy she was talking about when she sent me the text. Oh, got it. Yeah, it, I'm trying to think, like pretty obscure, you know, not on the radio, not you know. And so I go, yeah, crazy you say that. I happen to be listening to him right now, right? And we have the same birthday. Our birthday's on the same day. And so. Uh, I, I knew that our birthday was coming up in like a week. So I go, okay. She said something about, uh, yeah, he's inspiring me to want to start making uh, electronic music again. And instantly the download came in. Okay, I know what I'm going to get her for her birthday because I know that he has a master class on how to do electronic music. So I pull up master class like a minute later, and it's like 90 bucks for one or it's like 160 for uh, unlimited access, and there's like 50 different master classes, right? I'm like, okay, it looks like I'm about to <laughs> buy her a year subscription to unlimited master classes. And so I text her, I go, uh, have you ever heard of master class, right? And she texts me back, she goes, don't do it. <laughs> and I go, why? She goes, because I just bought us both. Oh, oh perfect timing. <laughs> it was like, it was one of the weirdest serendipities. Perfect time. That's the kind of friend I want. Yeah, one of the most craziest oh, serendipities. So that, and so I've been crazy into master class. Oh, right. And David Lynch has a master class. Oh. I saw that he did. And it's mm. freaking crazy. Is he? Oh, it's so In cool. a good way. He seems yeah. so crazy. And he's into TM, totally he's, into he, TM. He talks about TM a lot. And he, he talks about ideas in such an interesting way it's like very simple but really cool he's like he's like your idea your 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 job isn't to make ideas your job is to fish for them (laughs) right so he talks about like you can you can set the bait you Hmm. can cast the hook then you're then it's done then your only job is to fish it up Hmm. you can't he's like it's kind of tme right like you can't make an idea from the ground up you gotta just just make yourself available, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very poly, right? And then and then when it comes in, honor it. Yeah. Write it down. And he goes and, and once Dennis Hopper. Yeah, he goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, and once you catch about eighty of those, you gotta move it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he, I'm super Are you inspired it, every time you watch one? So inspired. Like I wanna wow. make movies now. Like I, throughout my day I'm like imagining. That's so funny because like, yeah. I just get that. Not that I'm so psychic. No, I totally see you doing that. Yeah, I, I like constantly like I hear someone's story and I'm like I can see how it could be turned into a TV show. I have no idea if you would be successful in that, but yeah. it just seems like it's like such a natural. Yeah, no, it's just it's just cool to just open up to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so anyway, so I've gone back and watched all of his movies again, and it's just. Uh, Talking about being yeah. the weird stuff. So the, the lighthouse to me is a, like a David Lynch oh, is kind it? of movie. Oh yeah, 100%. Totally weird. Like you don't know what the hell's going on and stuff. So I've gone back and rewatched all of his movies. What's the Dennis Hopper movie called again? I forget. I mean, it's the American. Uh, is it American Dream? No, that's not American uh, Beauty. That's Blue, Kevin Spacey. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Oh, 
God. That's what I mean. Blue Velvet is Shame like an acid trip. Oh, it's like an acid trip. One hundred percent. With Roy Orbison and yeah. the. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. It's, it's so intense. It's one of those movies like, like it's like a roller coaster. Literally, I know it's like a cliche, but like my adrenaline's running through wow. the whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's like that's a sign of. It's like an emergency oh, room visit on, in, yeah. in, 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 yes. in the in the in the ambulance on the way. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. movie is like a, a, a life <laughs> support. Yeah, yes. With Dennis yes. Hopper at his most perverse. He yeah. was such a warm, happy, decent guy, but he got into that role so sad. A little yeah. bit like Anthony Hopkins with, will we never yeah, not see yeah. him as, uh, yeah. what's his name? Yeah. Um, no, in can't. Silence of the Lambs, no, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He, he, he created. became that, yeah. What's um, Lynch done lately? Has He's he doing the, the Twin Peaks um, reboot or whatever. Oh, that, okay. Because so they took, they is took. That, uh, brilliant? Is it it's brilliant? freaking amazing, yeah. Oh, I think it's the best thing on TV. Yeah. Um, what's her it's on now? It's on right now, yeah, yeah. Laura Palmer's on? I mean, that show? That yeah, twin? yeah. What, cha- what network? Oh, man, I just buy I'm the episodes. The I don't know. You remember Wilford Grimley? Is it Wilford Grimley who played in the early show? Who played so the... Sh- not the sheriff, but the... You mentioned horror. You're not... You're David Lynch? You got David Lynch. You said David Lynch. Do you know the Twin Peaks? No, the original TV show? Having you doing drugs back then. I didn't watch any TV. It's a lot of fun because of that. It's a great drug She's dead. I meant to get back to it. Laura Palmer. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Great scene. He didn't do Mulholland Drive, did he? He did. Okay. No, no, no. He... Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Who, Lynch? So I did. I'm just trying to make sure I know who. That was an example of a show that went off the rails at the end. They didn't know how to end it. Uh, well, no, I think, I think he uh, he wasn't crazy. on there for the last season. Oh. No, yeah, they, they David went Lynch crazy. was off, and then the other. His protege or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the protege did not get it, yeah. and it was just. But anyway, the original stuff was so dark so and this season, surreal. This season is, and and I've talked to other people who I respect. Their, you know, they've gone to school for film and stuff. It's probably the best thing on TV. I'm gonna go home and watch yeah. it tonight. So this this season's Twin Peaks is brilliant, even if yeah. you haven't watched any of the other. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll yeah. Oh, yeah. Job. You can. Yeah. Who it's. It's not mean? really so much about even the. I'm trying to think of that actress in. Um, in which the, one? The, the reboot. In the reboot. I think I'm it so was bad with actor and actress names. I don't. Who? In which? In which? I think uh, it was a couple of years ago. Laura Dern. Yeah. No. You mean in in in, uh, in Twin Peaks? In which? Oh wait. Oh, well, Laura. Anyway, I don't want to spend half. How about so so something interesting because we were talking about? It, I thought of David Lynch at his master class. He goes. He said. Um, he doesn't like creating endings that wrap everything up, because he goes because then you only get to have one ending. When you have these sort of uh, amb- ambiguous endings, you can have a hundred endings, yeah. and everyone can kind of pick their own, and they can, you know, you know so, yeah. So when you have an ending where it doesn't tie everything up, it doesn't give you a moral, you can get your own moral out of it. And Absolutely. he's like, yeah, and then I really like, you know, I'm not explaining as well as he did, but I he's don't like, like it too ambiguous. I like yeah. a story told. Lighthouse was too ambiguous for Lighthouse was... <laughs> the ending. That was okay. Yeah. It's pretty... It I didn't gives love it something. as much as you did. Uh, did you ever watch Us? Us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Freaking That's what Us. actually I thought Parasite was yeah. like. It's just the, the, you know, the dualities created by... Yeah. You know, the... the no, the, I didn't see Us. I, I like, you have to have both sides and they can meet. <laughs> I liked his first one more, Get Out. Get Out was more... Oh, yeah. yeah. Had, had, oh, yeah. Us was almost like... It was weird. Yeah, yeah. I like weird. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it was just... Yeah. No, I didn't. It was blown up so much more that I didn't yeah. like it as much um, as expectations. Uh, 
Get Out was like more psychological, was, like was, in your head. And I wasn't track. expecting anything at that yeah, time. <laughs> more of like a badass trip. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now how about like Arrested Development? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, is yeah. That, did you guys Classic. get really like into that or no? I like the first three seasons. I've laughed, but I've never become a big fan. Like yeah. I'm always like, this is really clever. Well, it's a great show for I the never... continuing characters and their roles. Um, and what's his name? The father, um, the actor who is such a good character. Uh, anyway, oh, Jeffrey. Oh, what's his name? He's a he's a is he a Me Too? Yeah, because he was. He got Me Too. A victim or a predator? Yeah. Yeah. Which side of the Me Too? He plays the woman, the father that becomes a woman. Oh, no, yeah. Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, is that who you met? No, no, Jeffrey Tambor's that's, his father. That's the okay, grandfather. Who's, okay. the, who's the son of that father? And he's the father. Um, oh, the, the guy who's basically, guy. yeah, he's oh, basically he's trying he's to great. pull this insane family together, yeah. and the mother with the alcohol. Yeah. Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters yeah. is so Quite good. And what's the guy's <laughs> name? Uh, I've made a big mistake. What is that actor's name? Who plays in? Um, oh, anyway, oh, yeah, just yeah. that's a great show. <laughs> Do you have any other horror movies for us, Mike? I felt like yeah, come I. Come on. Oh. Come on. Uh, Spit it out. What are you holding out? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Well, no, it can't be horror. In fact, I just happened to put on piranhas. As far as gore horror, oh, just yeah. As far as kind of so comedic gore horror, horror yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I thought I've seen. You know, I've seen my fair share, but they went. You know, did, way did beyond you see, the pale. Uh, did you see Midsummer? <laughs> I think so. That was yeah. what was that again? That was uh, the dude that did Hereditary. That director did a second. Oh one. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a cult thing in Switzerland. It's pretty gory, gruesome, scarring. Not coming right away. <laughs> Good movie. But anyway, no. I mean, I, it's just like like there's actually two TV series with Hannibal. You know that? Uh-huh. One's actually oh, called yeah, Hannibal, yeah. and one's huh. Prodigal Son. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. And more that. psychological. You know, not, doesn't have to be just. Right, I like psychological films. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the last one I really loved. I got a certain distance with Hannibal. It's just that it got too familiar for me or too predictable. The yeah, the series. So I liked it at first. I wanted to like it. I really wanted to, the same energy as the movie. And I, I got it, but anyway, I just didn't continue. I really liked. Now I know you guys are going to be in totally agreement with me. Mm, a girly women. thing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I didn't see it was beautiful. I was surprised too. Yeah. I know. Surprised you didn't get the nomination. No, no, just surprised I didn't know it was really oh, that good. Oh, think of it. The photography yeah. is beautiful. The yeah. direction is beautiful. Everything's great. Yeah. yeah and the, I thought some great dialogue in there, like the great just, dialogue. I mean, kind of one-liners, but. It was a true story from yeah. the woman that um, Louisa oh, yeah. May Alcott. So she did this parallel of her real life and the the story itself of little women playing out. It's done so well, mm-hmm. and the acting's so beautiful. And it's a it's a shame she didn't get the nomination for it. It's kind of Oh, and then he di- he's a really good director, the man she's married to. Um, you guys don't know? Um, the guy who did the squirm and the wiggle, the whale. He's a really, he did Married. It was nominated for the Academy Award. Um, Is Mary? Not Married. The Marriage Story thing? Marriage Story. Have you guys seen Marriage Story? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you like it? I loved it. I did. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I didn't like it the first time. Okay. And then once? Nick really wanted to watch it. Oh. And Nick wanted to watch it, and I'm like, it's okay. And I did this jogging thing in front of the TV, so I'm like, I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, just something like wallpaper on. 
the second time I went to another level with it, and now I think it's brilliant. I've yeah. gone from it's it's to, simple, Whoa, deceivingly simple. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I actually didn't like it is his director. He does a thing with photography sometimes. It's very it's the opposite of what they did with Little Women. It's not very beautiful photography, and I like to be seduced by the mm. yeah. work. I yeah. really do. I think I think the lot. idea of my meaning I'm giving it is like it was like real life. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was like great. messy, it was real great. life. Yeah. It, but you like I mean, uh, ambiguous. Ambiguous. But you, for me, Nuanced. I was like I cared about them, which is rare yeah. that you actually find yourself caring for the characters you feel I cared for them, about the you know. divorce lawyer yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I mean, exactly. they're, they're believable <laughs> real yeah you know people I Ray Viola and um, oh uh, Dern Laura Dern just like when are you ever sympathetic to a divorce yeah. lawyer they yeah. play brilliant yeah no they, they Laura Dern like plays a divorce people. lawyer so she got it she got an award for it actually it's a small she's part good. she's good she's good her father was good too or is good he's still yeah, alive yeah she kisses Dern. him before she picks up the award I didn't realize he's still alive yeah um that was Dial. He's a really good director. What else did he do? He did. Oh, Greenberg. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite movie. movies. Yeah. Talk yeah. about in your head, yeah. like showing oh, yeah. neurosis, and he he basically. And I heard his wife actually say this or his girlfriend, but she's absolutely right. He um, is a director and a writer, but it could be a book. Uh-huh. His films, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. could have read so those things. Yeah. They're How about really House of Cards? You guys any House of Cards fans? Yeah, yeah I got it. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Me too. It's hard now to like uh, it. It's just the way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, it's over. Here we go. No, 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 it's go over. Ahead. It's over. The series is over. You, you can't watch the early because Kevin. Mr. Sir, Kevin Spacey is that bad. I didn't watch the second series, but, or the latest series. Well, I mean, it's six. It's six seasons or eight or so. So yeah. what are you saying? Because of Spacey? Yeah. yeah. I think we're going. Well, maybe. So you look at his. Early, this is not judgmental. You actually look at his earlier work and it prejudices you against based on what you know now. Is that a fair thing to say? And I'm not criticizing you. Yeah, no, it's a question I always ask about Woody Allen and all these brilliant directors. How much is it, how much can I just see the work on its own and how much is, am I influenced? And um, I don't know, it's kind of, I, well, maybe I lost interest before the Me Too, well, that's so a it didn't thing. help. It's a similar thing to the, the crazy wisdom, right? Like the, well, okay, the the guru that has the great message, but yeah, is, right? Lost is it the, the message or is it the, the you know? Do you know for yeah. me what it comes down to? I mean, it's like uh, I say with Spacey, um, several charges, no convictions, and no never went to. So I mean, to me, I know when there's smoke, there may be fire. Yeah. Multiple accusations. So there's that. So for my view is, I want, I wish Hollywood to get over its stuff. He's one of the best actors of her age. I want him back. Well, Woody Allen, the same. Okay, and you know the Woody Allen thing? I I looked at that, I mean, I I find that story so wonderfully rich. Yeah. It's like something that should have been created. Mia Farrow, you marry the the daughter, uh, the adopted daughter. But I actually have come to believe that he's telling the truth. And so is the daughter who believes he did it. See, I believe both of them. But in any case, I would not not watch a Woody Allen movie because of that. I would, it would not I keep me. Would too. It would not keep me from watching. Now, I may not the, put it on Facebook. I think Harvey, I think I no, Harvey Weinstein has not been convicted. But, but I want him never to be allowed to be in public again. So that's my own yeah, yeah. contradiction. But he seems to be such Woody a monster. Allen and also that comedian. Um, I was just going to say Jake, uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. Actually, even before the Me Too hit, and 
also with Woody Allen, there was something that was starting to, and I was fan to begin with, but there was starting to be stuff that was creeping me out. I was starting to get a hit of, like, I don't know, that joke isn't really good. You know, that that's, you know. The actual content. The, the yeah. daughter's vagina just hanging out. Like, just, no, no, you know, no, like, do me a favor. that joke. And it's creepy because it was almost like, I'm going to show you how far I could go. And this is before all the headlines. So I think also with Woody Allen, it's like, why is he casting himself constantly with a 17-year-old? Because you know? he loves younger, yellow. So I was starting to get creeped out by those filmmakers and, you know, okay. these people already. So then they kind of, they kind of tip the scope. Well, it's also Louis C.K. was my favorite comedian. Yeah, Louis C.K. His TV show was my favorite TV show, and he's he's beyond just funny. He's he's artistic. I know. In my opinion, I used to quote him all the time. I used to like like I quote Paul. I used to be like, yeah, Louis says this. Louis says. I love listening to interviews with him. I cry when he talks about his daughters being born. And when I found when all the stuff came out, I like. I had like two sessions with my therapist in a row. It was so heavy because he's he's a single dad with two daughters and like it, it just I so relate. I loved how yeah. honest and all this. And yeah. yeah, it was freaking rough. I know what we've you know? seen about But I still go back and I listen to his stuff and I still laugh at it. And I know. It's a weird like. I think they were both thing. part it, of it their is, undoing. It can be a duality. It can be. Can both think you can yeah. separate the How about Dave Chappelle? It could oh, yeah. be. Could I just say one thing he's about that? He's, he's so good right now too. Duality can exist, but they were actually um, both of them spoon feeding us that other side of them. Who? who, who? Um, okay, so Woody? Woody Allen was, I think, force feeding us, watching him with a 17-year-old girl, you know, having a sexual relationship. Do you remember those yeah, movies? Mar- Mar- Hemingway, Meryl Hemingway. With, um, if you watched the last. Um, Hmm. Saturday Night Live with, with Louis C.K. He was really not good. And so it's almost like they were their own undoing, because I do respect their brilliance, but don't force feed me your dark side. You know, that, you know. Make it that the, up. Yeah. Good point. So that's all I have to say. It's almost like abusive at a certain point <laughs> that they're, yeah. Yeah. yeah you do you yeah. have one? Aren't you ready to share something? Oh, I was going to say yeah. more about the duality, like the different threads. So, I mean, you can recognize that you don't like that, but does that yeah. can prevent you from watching what other stuff they're offering? Right. It's not just the dark side, right? Right. Presumably, it's not all yeah. about just for the sake of spoon-feeding you, right? Of course, right. yeah. I have to say, I have a very low tolerance. My philosophy about any actor, I don't care what your politics are, I don't want to know them. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, I don't hear from Jane Fonda ever again on anything, and because I don't think she's that great, and so that's that's unfair. Uh, I get De Niro. I go, you know, he goes on the late night shows, and it's just utterly profane, vile, angry, anti-Trump. It's yeah. not that I'm pro-Trump, but it's like, man, first of all, aren't you? Don't you have the wisdom? To, do, do you have an agent who says half the country, Bob? Yeah. You want to lose half the country? Why not? You not do that. Mm. And I really respect actors. I find myself saying, you know, something. I don't know what Brad Pitt's. Well, I think he's fairly, you know, suit. But I don't know what Brad Pitt's politics are. I like that I don't. Mm. I like when I see an actor and they go, they don't use the Academy Awards, which I can't watch anymore. I used to watch it for, they used to say, I love my craft. Now they come out, I hate Trump. Well, there's something, too, about, like, 
you're really good at pretending. That's what acting is. Yeah, right? yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. trying so hard to prove that they're real. Yeah, you know what I mean? I have mean? real serious they're, political views. Oh, I, I have real serious okay, I can say who are it's you? a weird thing yeah, and you could you know. do a lot of things with it. But then you did you ever watch that guy, The Long Form? You might really like that. That black and white show. Hmm. Uh, a TV show called The Long Form? No, but it's long form interviews. All he does is talk about craft. Uh, and it might even be like an, a little minutia of somebody's um, show or play and it's great it's different from like the format of the late shows you guys haven't seen that I'll, I'll no. text you it it's really you know, good I came across I saw Anthony Hopkins being interviewed about his work and they said finally Mr. Hopkins what do you think about the political scene just free you know free so say what he goes I have it's it's not my business Yes. It's not well, my business. That's another perfect example of why do we say what we want to say. It, it, by not saying something and you're famous, you are, by default, not contributing to the possibility of that message getting out there. But if by being famous you know that you don't want to be the one influencing that, you don't want that to be yeah. about your life, well, there's something then humble you don't about, say I'll it. defer to the experts. But well, you know, they're both like, valid, and then yeah, from yeah. your perspective, why do I care whether an actor is political? Well, so, but or why the, would I care, uh, so not what, care? Yeah, <laughs> but the celebrity, though, the celebrity status alone, in my view, doesn't confer any, but we want to know what the celebrities feel, right? I mean, to me, but anyway, so he says, it's not my business. He says, I'm not very bright about any of that. I know a few things. And then referred, and I'm just getting good as an actor. We're a little, maybe a little false modesty there, yeah. but I, I hope to be good, and I hope to continue doing good. But no, it's not. And I thought, oh. <laughs> and, he, and perhaps he has political views, yeah. but I don't know them, and I don't also know my mailman's, or I don't know <laughs> anyway. So and that's actually, yeah, I would say, minus more that because it'd be more of an interference. Just because of the, you know the drug-like catch of political story, yeah. to have that be in the way of just knowing you, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, basically not say it. But that is part of somebody being a person. Yeah. And in fact, like, but if it's, we're bumping up against senses of allowing people to exist, like climate change. So like, you know, am I gonna say that occasionally to someone, you know, when otherwise I might not, because yeah. I'd rather just know them as a person. But, and there's, yeah. again, there's no answer, there's no formula yeah. to that. Is it gonna it's be, how you know, it comes, <laughs> how it comes up, and, yeah. And it is something, our, it, it does speak to the, what? How you're going to improvise. It does kind of speak to uh, the archetypal level. Yeah. You know, the celebrities are archetypes. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, I've, I've found yeah. myself a little embarrassed by not only my interest in, but my opinions about Prince Harry and Meghan. <laughs> My, I was talking. I was talking to friends. I said those. That. I mean, I had, and I thought. What was it? Well, it, my my views were basically, the two millennial, uh, princes who don't like their job, which consists of being curtsied to, bowed to, riding horses, and having a lot of money because your last name is Windsor. You're the, and. And then also I felt, oh, I had this whole thing, how rude they were to the grandma, to the queen, to break this publicly and make her solve it. Also, I loved her as a character. She said uh, to them, by all accounts, I want this settled in one week, not six months. Uh, this has been humili- you know, she basically... Said, this- that though, do you, I, I, just I read it from multiple sources. I read it from so yeah. So I'm putting together. I don't know what I'm, to I'm not, just say, My view is based on yeah. a, uh, and I like the story. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's a good drama. And it's partly based on who <laughs> she was sorry. when Diana died. 
she's she she's trying to hold a tradition. So what 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 are you saying? What's your sense of the story? Uh, no, I'm just saying I don't know what to believe with that story. Oh well, so you didn't land on anything. I did, and I'm not saying it's right. It's a story I like. Yeah. I like that she said. Oh, by the way, she said you can go. Uh, you'll have no more. You drop the highness stuff. You don't want to be. You won't. She said this way, and they were actually shocked. Because what they wanted, here's what blew me away. They said, we don't, we don't want to do this anymore, but we want a long support period while we go to America to become celebrities in our own right. And mm. start. And he'd already trademarked, they've already trademarked products. They want to sell products oh, based God. on, it's so creepy, it's gross. so but, chintzy, but wait a minute, so wait cheap. A I do so know she cut them loose. She cut them loose. She cut them Okay. <laughs> Supposedly. That's just what you do. I mean, that's the same thing with William and uh, what's the Not personal name? for profit Kate? trademarks. Not personal for profit trademarks. Kate. For your own business. And I don't. So, do you know the other piece I had on it? So I'll share the last I'm gonna, piece. I'm not going to remember this. Mm, the last piece I had. I love it. I know. Go with me. No, the, here's the last. Here's the. You know what? I even put this on Facebook. Okay, and I don't do celebrities on Facebook. So here's my basic take. I go. So I said, here's my basic take on uh, the. I, I've made a slide upon. I don't normally do this. You know, celebrity comment. Uh, royalty. But uh, be, uh, this is for every young man, but also for every young woman in the same situation. Be careful when you marry someone, when your partner separates you from your family. See, that's what I believe she's doing. Megan is. She's the bad. She's a she's a troubled. She's a she's troubled in the same way Diana was. But no, and she is. I'm going to Megan. And 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 I'm going to add. Harry has unresolved issues with his mom around the royalty. So Megan is pulling him. You don't know any of it. Well, there's the extra extra dimension of the racial treatment, though. Which which has not been ostensibly. Uh, it's like the, the reporters in England said she hasn't gotten that. She's t- finally tuned to experiencing racism that is not actually happening. Is that true? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Uh, there no, has not been that. actual racism <laughs> toward her. But I, I've heard that. I, I haven't followed I've it seen, a lot, but I, um, what little I've heard is that there has been that. She's finally tuned to uh, I'm bl- half black and, and 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 so I'm getting racism. No, I don't no, think you're she's just, calling you're just that a celebrity. Out. I think other journalists yes, are no, calling that yes, out. Yes, there I've was never actually. I've heard her say that. Right, yeah. Or I haven't heard any, her say anything for that matter. But um, I've seen legitimate um, reporters say, like take certain cases. Well, probably she has gotten uh, some racist back. I'm so I'm, but it strikes me that here's 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 one more piece I'll add. There's a there's a video of them going through a receiving line and Michael Eisner is you know like being like Disney, and he's he's the receiving line right so they're going through he's the select he, so Harry comes up and there's a mic he doesn't know he's being Mike he goes um, hello and Michael says how are you Prince Harry very good uh, you know my wife does voiceovers and she loves the Disney stuff and Eisner goes oh okay and she's going. I mean, like a couple of interlopers. I wouldn't believe it. Well, it happened. It's, you, could hear the, you could hear the tape. My wife does voiceover. Well, my husband would probably say that too. And I'd be like, Nikki, stop, mm-hmm. stop. He once got me Archie's Kisses commercial. Why don't like you sub- get an agent and submit it? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway. I, because, well, actually, it was um, my friend directed and wrote it okay. because he said, this is so Sharon, and basically... I'm eating chocolate and the doorbell's going and I forget to get the door and the kids are crying and I'm just so into the chocolate. I'm like, you think that's me? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Oh, it, it oh, I don't think so. I, it's years ago. Yeah. It's years well, going ago. back maybe to what I started but, with. But I'm saying maybe it was done just in a very friendly way. And um, I just think they're really damning that poor woman. I don't, I don't like it. I think well, she's, anyway, she's so seen as the, the sort of evil, you know, and we don't really know the story. I, I, admittedly, we don't. Yeah. So, and I, I started with, I'll, I'll return to, I'm slightly embarrassed to be this interesting. That's, I know. that's really I mean, what I'm owning. I am amazed. I, I love it. It's actually. my gossipy. Really it's my gossipy yenta. I'm a yenta. This is a yenta. That's the point. That's a, yeah, I don't. I'm with to the shut queen. You, down. you don't disrespect it. the queen like I this. Love it. This is the point of the podcast to make it weird. Yeah, this is real. And there's been no alcohol, so we're just getting yeah. out there with this without <laughs> any alcohol or drugs. I feel like I've had a hit of psilocybin at this point. I mean, it's kind of really big. Are you guys going to be coming next week? By the way, that's not really relevant. Sorry. Is but, Paul? Um, I'm, I'm no. not um, here, but I was wondering. If where are you the then? If you're, if you're not here, where I'm are you? I'm going with Yuri for his birthday to Palm Springs to see another friend, and um, oh, let's go hiking. You say, <laughs> oh, I do all these oh. So you and your husband? Is that what you're saying? No. No, no. You read. You know, you read. My oh, friend. you read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to go. Has she um, been to the meetings? Yeah, yeah, you know the little, he's like oh. a little gnome. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. He I didn't know he was your friend. <laughs> somebody calls him, somebody I know calls him Yodi or, yeah, yeah. 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 He's sweet as his heart. He's yeah. so, yeah. oh, I'm so his glad to hear you say room. that. Because uh-huh. some people get a misread on him because he can be very buttoned up. And he, his oh, no, heart he really, yeah. he's all heart. Yeah. yeah, he's a beautiful being. He's an amazing massage. We went to massage therapy. People travel all over to go have a massage with him. He's a real, if you get fucked up, they'll see you. (laughs) And he spends a lot of time with people. Well, speaking of massage, as we remind me to say, we must uh, have an honorary toast to Charlie, who couldn't be with us today. I love Charlie. Our Charlie friend. Charlie. Our friend Charlie. He said he he would be having an honorary toast for us. He wishes us well. He's been here in spirit. <laughs> he's a really guiding, nice guiding person. the emperor. He's uh, like Charlie's freaking amazing. He really is. Yeah, he's a special dude. He's quite the musician. I, oh, is he? Have you he's a drummer. heard him? Yeah, I finally got him out of a show. I said, could you send me something? <laughs> and it's like up there with, I kept telling uh, Nick, it compares to Philip Glass. Yeah. That level wow. of orchestrated, condensed, dense, yeah. abstract, yeah. very much. I told him that. I said, do you know who Philip Glass is? I vaguely do as well. So I gave him some. His, his, he's so humble. He's super, he is super the definition yeah, yeah. of humility. Yeah. yeah, no, he's interesting. And then dude. you tap into him, like you said, and you find out these amazing things. You yeah. know, he's a really good, good person, is my take on it. Yeah. This was fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. You better write it'll just we'll yeah, go, we'll go on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Is this the longest podcast you've done? Uh, the one Keith and I did was over two hours. How long? Are we that far? We're uh, almost a hundred minutes. So hour forty. Pretty good. Wow. I'll, I'll finish with this. So I was thinking about on the way over here. Um, how? Setting up a cult. 
So this is my this is my pitch, guys. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Keith's already got the ball. Lead so. <laughs> so um, the one thing that did help me through my atheist phase was I still did listen to Alan Watts. Because somehow Alan Watts was still... I Good. could fit him into... He's like the Krishnamurti. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then I also, when I was feeling particularly spiritual, I listened to some Ram Dass, too. And he's, to who? He's Ram Dass. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he passed away recently. Um, and so I've been listening to him a bunch again. So during those times, I used to fantasize, like, to wishing I could have been in those scenes. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, because mm. apparently they knew each other and they would hang out and stuff. Ron Ron Dustin and and, and, and uh, what's his name? Um, Ginsburg? Uh, who's the Joseph Campbell? Joseph mm-hmm. Campbell used to hang out with Alan Watts. Used to hang out. And those are like three. Leary. Like, yeah. Yeah. And those all right around here, too. Yeah. yeah. Alan Watts lived in San Rafael, I think. Or he lived in Sausalito. Sausalito. Um, and so I, I used to, that was like my dream. Like people, you know, maybe it would be like being in a rock group, being in yeah. a jazz group, being in right a movie time. scene, being in, 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 in Hollywood. And I was like, the thing that speaks to me is this stuff, stand-up philosophy, whatever you call it. And and I would just kind of sit there like, man, it, that would be like it if I could be in one of those scenes. Wow. Yeah, philosophy, I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was just, I think that's kind of like what Paul And I think yeah. he's struggling yeah. to say that he feels that with the three of us. That's it. No, no, I, I, no I'm not struggling to say it. No, I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So sad I, that I, he's with us. I was hoping for something better than this, but I'll accept it. I'll take it. I'll take it. The poor man. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is way better than that could have been. For real. I really is. I love you guys. I love you guys. And it's just, I'm almost, I'm speaking to myself back then that felt alone. That wow. felt it was oh, impossible. Yeah. I wasn't ever gonna find that, and you know, life just brought it to me, and I'm so freaking thankful. And I know this Sassy. is culty, but I really have to give, I have to give like so much appreciation to Paul because he yeah. makes that. Yeah. I mean, everybody. He created brings the space. It, yeah. But I think he makes community. Yeah. I mean. And, and fellowship, so and he grateful. and he makes a point to do it, and it's so freaking cool. All I can say is I've never been a part of a group that was culty. I have a vaccination against it, I'm yeah. an inoculation. Yeah, me too. So I have a, I feel I've got a sixth sense for anything that feels like that. Yeah. And Paul is just so clean. Yep, I know. He yeah. won't accept it. Yeah. He won't stone and call me a teacher. This isn't me. coming through me, and that's not false modesty. Yeah. He doesn't want it. And when the talks are over, he said, "Let's talk about lattes. Let's get a, yeah. you know, yeah. let's talk about Bernie Sanders." Yeah. No, he doesn't see himself as um, a peer. It's so rare. He's a friend, a true spiritual yeah. friend. He's People cool talk dude. about Jean Klein that way, uh-huh. that he was a spiritual friend. What he about didn't, Klein? That he was a spirit, not not about Paul, but that people who were, who had oh, that relationship yeah. oh. with Jean Klein would first say he would not call himself a teacher. He was a friend. Yeah. He was a spiritual friend. I think, as except opposed to for some exceptions, non-duality draws that sort of teacher. Probably more so than anything more else. More so. Yeah. There's Although less I of a cultic thing going on. Yeah, there's, yeah there I seems think there's to, a leveling, a more mature student too, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's also kind yeah. of like it's. it's Although there's except. Exceptions. It there's so little of the archetypal mystical extra stuff added on that yeah. it's so hard to pin it on a person. Yeah. There's almost nothing there. Yeah. You know also, I mean? you know what? Also, because the message generally with non-duality, I mean, compared to the most of the mystical paths, 
it's uh, if you work hard enough, you will get to this. Mm. You'll get yeah. to the realization. And yeah. I am there already. Like, you know, Duff Rijan, who had a three different names by the time he became Duff Rijan, uh, Bubba Frijan. Anyway, he was a classic guru. Whereas the, the non-dual is you start, the goal is, the, de- the destination is where you start. You are awareness. Yeah. We are already here. We just rest in this truth of non-duality. Yeah. It's hard to, to build a following around that. Yeah, exactly. Hard yeah. to say that I've got yeah, something because yeah. the message is you've got it. How do so you not see? Well, even Paul often There's see nothing. it. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul, I love Paul. Good. Yeah. See it. He, yeah, you he, just see it. What's your fork? I don't have to. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, he talks see about, it. He goes. He goes. This isn't the best business plan because yeah, you know, yeah. I can't sell anything yeah, yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> you already yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and the democratization of it is pretty fascinating too, with the number of teachers yes. that are provide that yeah. are a little lo- node for a yeah. bunch of these things yeah. that aren't, you know, involved with no hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. or you know, working paths. And ironically, they can't attract those that want to feel special by working because there's nothing to show. Hey, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah there's no special though. relationship with the guru kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Any of that stuff that is so in- insidious. Yeah. You want to hear one interesting? I heard a quote the other day about, about just add this to your picture of Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he is said to have said, I don't like myself when I'm sober. Yeah. Now he was a, he was a, because he basically so really, died of alcoholism. Yeah. What really I don't like myself that, when I'm sober. What really changed my image on him as a person was listening to his daughters. Uh, his oh. daughters wrote a book, uh, or they put together a book of all of his writings, and they were like, he was a shitty dad, basically, wow. you know, and he he was very distant, and he was very, which is so crazy, because, you know, you think, man, I listened to him, and I felt like he was a father to me, but he couldn't be a father to his own kids, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just like a little reminder of like, and that's too, like, this little podcast is just like a fun thing to do, but like, my job is like day-to-day be a good dad to my kids. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, my, my freaking work, whatever, the project, when I leave work, it's done. I don't care about deadlines. I don't care about how much money. It's like... You're your kid's job. dad. That's your main yeah, job, is, is to be your kid's dad. Yeah, and it's such a freaking privilege, and it's such a... Yeah, not a job. If in order, in order yeah. to do it good, it can't be a job. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's like a, it's a blessing. It's yeah. a gift, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and so, a job yeah. gets in the way of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get the job. So, getting back to that, just... Paul, the action figure. It's just such a cool, chill, welcoming, just, you know, and, and when you talk to him, like, you feel like he's really listening to you. Mm. I think I, here, I'll, I'll never get him on the <laughs> podcast now, but when I went and saw Rupert Spira, yeah, yeah. I went to talk to him afterwards. He's like, he's, he's like looking for the next oh, thing, no, and you no, know, like, I went to hug him, and he kind of was like, <laughs> British. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Can I hug you?" And he was kind of like, "Okay." I'm no Who knows, man? Like maybe he had a rough day or whatever. But it's just like I never got a hint of that with Paul. He's just there. He's interested. I'm talking about stupid stuff at work or family but or whatever. But that's the thing. Just, it's like you know. the personality is still going to be the personality, yes. right? Yeah. Totally. So it's hard. It's hard. It's sort of. It's almost like what we're talking about celebrity like the genius it doesn't take away from the pure genius of their talent but the personality does kind of sometimes get in the way but really or they can be two different planes yeah an incredible kind of seemingly transpersonal talent Mm -hmm. can come through somebody but they're just not a nice person you know picasso look at picasso he was by all accounts a really horrible human being you know misogynist me bitter but but what he did with blue and red and squares and triangles 
the blue period and all that. So they're and both they true. They're both they true. They both expanded consciousness in a way. And, That's and, right. And but their own consciousness. Even the dark free Johns and the really corrupt, ugly. I don't know about your group, but you know, and there's degrees of it. But you know, you can't deny like people woke up with Osho or woke oh, yeah, up yeah. with these teachers that are really shitty, corrupt. And a lot of them today still say it was the best time of their life. Right. <laughs> well, in so Osho's case, he didn't create the pathology. The pathologies uh, were his. I, I no. actually don't know much. Well, the thing is, though, the followers were horrible. You know, Ma Sheila, she's the one who put poison in the oh, okay. salad bar. Okay. But he became a totally off on uh, getting serviced by young girls and doing nitrous oxide all day. He became a nitrous oxide, and he had 97 Rolls Royces. I mean, a complete crazy narcissistic grandiosity, which, but didn't negate his books are yeah. non-dual. Yeah. Pick up his Beautiful. by Rajneesh, whatever, you know, now probably called him Osho, but they probably still sell a lot. He probably still, Osho has still a huge following. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a clear communicator. So it's, it's, anyway. Thank I mean, you guys. Just, no, it's great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm so glad we did. Thank you for setting this up. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for pursuing yeah, thanks it. Thanks for coming. This yeah. is fun. I, I, this was, I'm thinking, I'm going to call the episode The Excuse, because it's just an excuse. <laughs> 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 I gotta talk, guys. I miss. I haven't been making it to enough meetings, so. I love it. Yeah. So hopefully uh, he comes back. I'll see you guys again. This is fun. Thank you. All right. Right on, guys. That was awesome.